You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums Must Hear Before You Die. Smith, Black, Mambazo, Shakazuwu. In the room, I have Rob. I'm so proud of you. Uh, on the line, I have Kyle. Hi there. And Josh. Hey. Shakazuwu is the 1987 album by South African acapella group Ladysmith Black Mambazo, released on Warner Brothers. The producer was Paul Simon. The genre is Iskotomia and world music. And I'm going to read from Miles Kizok from the book. Recorded a year after Ladysmith Black Mambazu were catapulted into the international spotlight as the backing band on Paul Simon's groundbreaking Graceland, Shaka Zulu is an acapella choir song like it has never been heard before. The album employs the rootsy percussive rhythms of Mumbi, South African migrant worker song, to revitalize a stagnant European uh, choral tradition. Exquisite melodies built out of fluid phrasing and tranquil rhythmic textures are punctuated by almost doo-wop outbursts that give body to their celestial Iskotamiya style. On Hello My Baby, this is manifested as an all-new harmonic signature that marries airy alto coups from leader with twin tenor and a septet of resonant bass beatboxing, a truly South African sound. Maybe because Mambazu chose not to channel their choral interplay into overt protest songs during apartheid, many critics misread courting ballads as exotic postcards of tribal culture. What they missed were the deeply personal psychogeographies of apartheid buried in the songs. All right, what do we think of Ladysmith, Black, Mambazu, Shakazula? Uh, transcendent. Yeah. Yeah. This is choir that I can get into. Yeah, this is the church I wish I went to. <laughs> so big and open, just like the production of it. And I feel like sometimes it's hard to do both those things, right? To have something be like open and feel very natural and also to have this very big, very professional production to it. Uh, that's what struck me first when I heard it. Yeah, I think Paul Simon, I mean, for as much flack as he got for going to South Africa and recording and uh, the sort of backlash that everyone said, you can't do that, apartheid, etc. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love that he's at least picking up the pieces and saying, I'll produce this album. I'll, you know, I'll I'll, I'll promote this this group because it it's all to our benefit. Oh yeah, sure. We'll 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 call it an altruistic uh, thing that he did with mm. with uh, producing this record. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it, Paul Simon opened the floodgates. It gave a lot of attention to the um, to to the uh, the apartheid 
uh, issue mm-hmm. more than it would have ever gotten without Graceland happening, and it gave attention to Lady Smith Black uh, Mambazo. Um, and yeah, of course, he, of course, he's going to produce this. Like yeah. the, the, this is what made his fucking record. Yeah, the, the, this, this is why yeah. Graceland exists. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's, and it's beautiful. And I don't even know what what he was doing as producer. Like, what faders are you working, <laughs> man? It's true. The, it, if you threw all these dudes into a large theater with good acoustics and set up four microphones, you're done. Yeah. So Graceland, I mean, there was a lot of controversy when that came out because of apartheid. What was the what was the political reaction to this record and and Paul Simon producing it? I mean, was it positive? Different? Yeah. No, it, it was it was just positivity because it, it wasn't that he was uh, he was no longer crossing the apartheid line. He yep. was uh-huh. helping these South African uh, like uh, yeah. like uh, musicians get their music out or, or, you know, or produce like, you know, and having Paul Simon's name attached to it didn't do it any disservice. Like it wasn't as if that caused it to sell less things. So no, it was a, he, he, it was a, it was a good thing. Yeah. Like, uh, every, everyone, these guys kind of blew up after this. Absolutely. After Graceland, I I mentioned that they were in that moonwalker movie. Um, and Rob, you shared that Sesame street video, about that, that, that that weird, uh, (laughs) that the weird rubber ducky thing. (laughs) Now the, when you say blow blew up only to our ears, only to our because they right. have been killing sure, sure. it, yeah, in it's sold in, millions, millions of albums under South African labels, right? exactly. Okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was more or less the uh, uh, yeah, a- a- Africa meets our stupid Western ears, <laughs> yeah, on the Western, yeah, yeah. There's a really good line that Joseph said about because you guys were talking about the apartheid stuff and. You know how originally they couldn't play to anybody but black audiences, right? Mm-hmm. And so all well, that stuff is going on. And I think it was like 1990. Said so we sing in the townships now. Sometimes people ask me, uh, "What is it like singing in front of white people?" I tell him, "I tell them it's freedom." It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder. I, I don't know enough about Paul Simon's exact influence and, and how that works, but uh, it's a pretty short jump, right? From oh no, yeah, it, the you know, 86, right, is when Graceland came out to 1990. Yeah. He's saying they're, you know, so but do, you, do you all know about yeah, kind of it, how that influence happened? And Well, I mean, the um, the the tide was shifting for a minute, but it, it wasn't uh, hindered by a bunch of uh, re- reactionary liberals going, well, apartheid's bad, you know, because Paul Simon's record won all these fucking like awards like, you know, um, so yeah, like Paul Simon did help like shift at least Western like, uh, or at least putting a more of a focus on it. Right. And yeah, we, we we can go back to uh, Richard Donner and the sticker on the uh, the anti-apartheid sticker uh, in Lethal Weapon One, if we want to. Two. No, it was one. Anti-apartheid oh, was started two, in bro. it started in one. I swear on all of this holy, I will fucking I will die on this fucking hill. <laughs> But no, the I guess anti- I'm thinking the, of the Lethal Weapon TV series. No, the the <laughs> anti-apartheid the the uh, diplomatic immunity was two. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the 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 apartheid thing started with one. It was a sticker that was on uh, Danny Glover's fridge. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you talking about? <laughs> well, so so you had a lot of you had a lot of Western musicians that 
were rightfully, you know, supporting an end to apartheid, right? Sure. Uh, Bono was a big one, right? Very yeah. outspoken. Yeah. Billy Bragg. Um, Billy Bragg, right. Uh, and so I was curious as to where Paul Simon and Graceland sat in there historically, right? Did that did that bring attention to those other Western musicians that then kind of got on board? No. Where did that the timeline no, I don't think Bragg or you 2 got on board with Paul Simon Cross and the, uh, the picket line. But Paul Simon crossing the picket line did allow for this band to to bust through. Paul Simon producing this band allowed more. Uh, I mean, yeah, gr- granted, this isn't a necessarily like this is not a political record. Yeah. But by its very existence, it is a political record. Right. You know what I mean? Being produced by a Western. Sure. You know, Paul Simon. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, you so, see it. so yeah, he his. Uh, Graceland Reagan era affected <laughs> some some serious change. I want to meet you at a station. Come along, come along to kiss me. Before them coming, come along, come along to kiss me. Before them coming, don't you kiss me, nice nice. Before them coming, don't you kiss me, nice nice. Before them coming, come along, come along, come along. You. Hello, my baby. 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 Hello, my I did the same thing. I started writing down track by track. I was like, oh, this and this song, this and this song. And I was just like, forget it. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even stop to, uh, it's all good. And it all feels wonderful. It's a transcendental experience, man. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I have some of those like chanting monks or some of the like choral arrangements of, uh, of people singing in unison, you know, it does some for me, but man, this really I'll, I'll take, does it. I'll take this every day of the week. Over the I mean, is this Gary the first bullshit. male voice choir record that you guys have done? I think this is the first acapella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we did not get glass houses. No. So there you go. Yeah, I believe. I believe. Is that Billy Joel? What are you talking about? <laughs> for the longest time. Yeah, he's talking about oh, Billy Joel right yeah, now. All right. Yeah, I think this is the only one. For sure. Have. Yeah. I'll be curious. It's good. It's great. If we have anything it's, else uh, like this historical footnote, you know, like in flashpoint of the eighties, geopolitical pop culture landscape. But seriously, like I would have gone to church <laughs> if this was what was like coming out of the fucking doors. I would have been like, come get me. <laughs> the soul needs saved, especially clocking it. What? 38 minutes. This entire record. Yeah. <laughs> If church lasted this long, I would be the most devout churchist. Churchist. <laughs> churchist. Yeah, we'll say churchist. It's fine. <laughs> My name's Rob. I go to church. <laughs> churlish. <laughs> no, it's fucking beautiful. Uh, at the end of, you know, like the deluxe one or whatever, Paul Simon talks about recording and he mentions that he was trying to get Lita Smith to sing minor harmonies and they didn't understand it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, not 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 in the vocabulary. It's beautiful. Uh, I find it super interesting that 
And and so listening to this, like all, all the way through, I was listening to see if like, is this true? Can it, it's, is it all going to be like this? Is it all like this uplifting and amazing? And it is. Yeah. Right? Mary, Mary mean, minor chord to be found. Yeah. That does kind of make sense too, because I mean, the original thought of this, right? Uh, I'm going to butcher this, but Joseph Senbalala, who formed uh, Lady Smith because of like a series of dreams he had in 1964. And I guess in his dreams, he just heard these harmonies and this sort of way of perfect harmony. And he said they had never got they've never gotten to the perfect harmony that he had in his head. But obviously it's it's always that sort of strive to have all these voices, you know, from from his dream in this in this choral arrangement. Wow. So cool. The only dream I can recall (laughs) vividly was the one where it was me and Jesus. (laughs) Okay. And we were talking and I was like, hey, man, hey, Jesus, can you believe that we actually walked on the moon? And Jesus just turned to me and said, you did what? And I woke up and I have not started that band. Man, I should. Isn't there a band called Walk the Moon? Maybe they stole it from your dream, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. They definitely did. I think I've written a <laughs> patent song. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Oh, call, the, call the dream police. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I've, I've definitely woken up with a like a song in my head, like a song that I've like written. Oh, yeah. Written and, down. and then just like... Gone. No, no, I, I I write it down. Like really? Yeah, sometimes I'll, suck. I'll hum it down. Sometimes they're more intricate. Most of the time, though, it's another song that I'm just tacking on parts to. It's like all like if I listen to uh, Shaka Zulu for a month straight, I'll just start hearing like uh, different parts in it, and then I'll just add my own part and think it's a new song, but it's obviously just another song similar thing yeah. uh, following that line of logic when i was trying to read all the game of thrones stuff and i was falling asleep reading them <laughs> my brain would just write different chapters <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense so i had no idea what was going on 1988 was definitely their year for western audiences that Hell is yeah. uh, michael jackson's moonwalker <laughs> where they perform right. the moon is walking <laughs> also uh the sesame street song put down the ducky as well so as good. the African alphabet. And they also um, sang Mabui or Mabu uh, in the opening sequence of Eddie Murphy's movie Coming to America. Yeah, not on the soundtrack, though. Not on the soundtrack. Well, they also won a Grammy that year for the 87 yeah. what, release of folk this record. album. Best traditional folk album. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Also winning that year, the uh, Dirty Dancing song, I've Had the Time of My Life. That's a good pairing. <laughs> this with I'm in my life. Originally, um, they would have these competitions in uh, South Africa. And once uh, Lady Smith <laughs> started competing in them, they would just win every time. And they banned them from <laughs> from competing in, in these competitions. They're like, no, you can come and sing, but you're not in the competition because it's unfair. Oh, no, 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 no. You, right. You've <laughs> already won. Yeah. Right? You could yeah. be a judge yeah. if you'd like, <laughs> but you can't. That's how good they were. That's yeah. It sounds like it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to read though that they would do these weekends where they would sing literally all night on Saturdays, all day on Sunday, and they'd come from their day jobs Friday and then go back on Monday morning and just do it all the time. Weekend warriors. Yeah. T- turns out if you hydrate well and uh... I mean, 
music is live. But they were man. singing like all night, like overnight through into the morning, right? I mean, this is it's not playing a two hour gig, right? I mean, it's, to be perfectly know. honest with you, though, Josh, if I had any of these chops and I was able to fucking like do these harmonies, you, I would never want to stop. You would not. I would never I, want this to is stop. A good point. This sounds yeah. amazing. If you could do this with your voice. This sounds like a thing that I would always want to do. Like, I was always kind of wary of the choir kids in the hallway, like, <laughs> singing. But I'm like, but now I'm like, well, maybe that a point. Maybe it is fun. Like, this this contribution of sound to sound and creating Wait, this Rob, new thing just with your, like, embouchure. It's, it's fucking amazing. Is this the first album that made you appreciate singing? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's made him rethink a lot of stuff. No, right? it, I mean, it, back it, to, it, it's the yeah. first album that has made me uh, appreciate choral singing. No, I think this is the first time you've ever complimented anyone singing before oh, or been in awe of no, singing. That, 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 that's incorrect. That's not true. But no, uh, as, far, as far as like vocal, vocal harmonies and like arrangements and everything, yeah, this is this is beautiful. This is this is masterclass in how to do a thing that no one else could do. It's very cool. Yeah. It's also, I found it really um, interesting to adding the sort of uh, English uh, into yeah, the, it, 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 yeah, it's no way. Can you deny this as a, as a Westerner because it, it's speaking, to, you know, my language essentially, you know, it, it's not that I wouldn't appreciate it uh, if it wasn't, but I, completely understand why it it got into uh, it blew up as, as big as it did Obviously, win numerous Grammy awards, including uh, 2017 uh, for best world music album. And did they ever beat up Metallica for best metal record? They didn't. That was Jethro Tull. Oh, and I know you're sour about that. <laughs> well, I think they ended up with five altogether as of now, isn't that right, Birch? Yeah, five Grammy awards. Yep. It's amazing too, like how how much it's like in the family with them, because uh, Joseph and his three brothers, and then. There were cousins. That's what if uh, Ben Bustle was here, he would call blood harmonies. It's true. I got a quote uh, from from Joseph about that. Without hearing the lyrics, this music gets into the blood because it comes from the blood. Can't be denied. Yeah, I'm. If you, I'm on their Wikipedia right now, and if you just look at the nominations for Grammys, it's like it's pages. Is it's as long as my arm? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like every yeah. single year. Which is amazing. And I think the membership... Um, Didn't they start in like 73? Uh, 64 was when he had the dream. 64. And then I believe that they started in... Yeah, it was 60s. No yeah, shit. Late, late 60s, yeah. Damn. 
Yeah, but he had been singing before that in other groups, and he had had songs that he had composed uh, right. that that he wanted to do. And then the groups that he was in, they I think the Highlanders maybe was one of them uh, that they didn't want to do that. They wanted to sing other people's songs, and so he would do these short stints. I think with that group, he was in it for two years or something, and then moved on to do his own thing. Had his yeah. revelation, so, I mean, and that was right. it. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. But I mean, a long time, even by the time this record came out, right? I mean, it had been close to 30 years of him doing this in, in a professional way and in some sort of standing, right? Yeah. And they actually asked him, you know, what are you going to do when, like, are you, when you're out of the band, are you going to, is it going to keep going or are you guys going to quit or how, how's that going to say it? And he says, you know, as long as people want to hear it, as long as we can do it, we're going to do it. And, um, uh, you know, retired from the band. And I, I believe only two or three people ever retired from the band. They've had plenty of members, um, you know, numerous. Uh, so they fired a lot of people. Changes. <laughs> but only a few have retired. But only a few have actually re- okay. retired um, from the band. Well, and there's been some uh, terrible stuff, too, with his brother being murdered. Yeah, Joseph had a really tragic life in a lot of ways uh so his his brother was murdered in 91 in this bizarre sort of traffic confrontation and then his wife was murdered in the early 2000s by an assailant that was some people thought maybe hired by a family member but then it was proven that that wasn't the case and there was there were like court cases and stuff it was pretty crazy that's incredibly sad yeah I got the numbers. Although the group has more than 30 different members at one point or another in the past 45 years, uh, however, since 1993, there have only been two membership changes due to retirements. Wow. So pretty, pretty close knit group. Uh, recorded over 50 albums, many of which have received gold or platinum Judas certification. Yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a run, guys. It's really good. Wow. Amazing. 45 years and 50 albums? Yeah. Kyle, we're slacking. Gordy but Gordy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotta do it. That's almost as, as much as The Fall. Yeah, that's that's like uh, that's like Guided by Voices numbers. <laughs> this is just a, this is just a treat. Take yeah, the amazing. Yeah, takes, yeah. Take the time to let it do the thing in your ears, and you're going to come out feeling better. Yeah. Like, it's, it's wonderful. This is going to be my number one... When people say, ah, I don't like acapella music, I'm going to oh, be yeah, like, man, that's great. This, oh, this album. And yeah, you're not going to deny you can't. This is a good, Undeniable. This is a good breakfast album. It is. A oh. great, it's a great breakfast album. It's good for yeah. making breakfast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Scramble the, some eggs. 100 percent. Squeeze. Yeah. A nice like centering album. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to sell this house. <laughs> <laughs> right. right yeah I, I i think maybe we're proving whatever line of work or meal you'd like to make this is a pretty good album to listen to it really um, works for just it, about everything oh yes yeah when someone was like trying to think about uh is kotomiya music uh many times people we will use the uh the example uh the lion sleeps tonight okay that's it so that makes sense. Yeah. So we're on the positive, right? Hell yeah, man. We're good. Wonderful. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Leibach, Opus Dia. All right. Thanks, y'all.